The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get $100 in free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. That's us. We're giving away an, autogra- an autographed DeAndre Swift jersey uh, and a merch store gift card. Get all the details by following us on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. And we're also brought to you by the MLB Gambling Podcast. They're giving away an MLB jersey as a part of their wild card playoff contest exclusively in the SGPN app. All right, and welcome into the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me tonight is Christopher Robin at Detroit Beastie. How are we doing, sir? Happy Friday. Good. Thanks for having me. You caught me off guard, but you know, it said people say yeah, you get caught with your pants down. Rarely do I get caught without my notes. So there's worse ways of being, you know, thrust into the action and having a, a handful of pens and notes. I'm great. Friday, uh, Friday, it's already uh <laughs> It's already October, so what are we doing? On the verge of week five, it's gone by in the blink of an eye, and yep. uh, I'm just taking it all in, you know what I mean? I had a tweet maybe 20, 30 minutes ago where it's like I, I felt – I know people didn't come here for a therapy session or, the, or to hear us complain or anything, but I felt this week – every week, actually, I'm very productive. I have a good routine. I wake up on time, and I get done what I need to get done, but this week, for some odd reason, and it's hitting me like a ton of bricks right now, is I, I, I've just – flat out exhausted and i don't know I why you. i'm feeling this way but there's something i need to do or there's something i need to tweak right because again as, as i just said uh week five is, is just upon us and we have mm-hmm. you know 15 more of those weeks so something this week uh really got me good and i don't know what it was because uh i, I love doing this not going to walk away from it but i am uh more exhausted today than i can say I, i've been in a long time so we'll see we'll fight through it we'll the grind and work out the kinks whatever other uh, colorful adjectives and cliches you want to say it's uh it's got to be the shifts and seasons right like i don't know what it is but when it always uh shifts to fall like you know you're just always a little more tired you know you go through the uh the time change you know so it's a little bit darker a little bit earlier and all that you know you're coming home from work feeling a little bit more tired than usual i don't know what it is yeah it gets dark I, I know yeah it's the seasons it gets dark here well not yet but uh, at not the yet. end of the month and especially november it'll be dark mm-hmm. uh dark and ready for bed at literally 4 30 5 o'clock p.m eastern time and it's like oh my god <laughs> and then we got football do? coming on at like you know 8 30 <laughs> no doubt and it could be the also if i may say the idea that you know you you write and broadcast i write and broadcast i cover right. dfs stuff there there is there has been no off season from you know let's go back to the super bowl last year soon as the Super Bowl was done, boom, mm-hmm. dot dove right into baseball. And then baseball, then you get a little football. And now the NHL season starts, I believe, on the 11th. And I'm going to be today. So there is no, today. Oh, it started. I, mu- I must have been saying the Red Wings opener was on the 11th, if I'm there not mistaken. Go. But see, so it's like it, it, one thing goes into the next one. So there's really no no off season. And I'm not saying I don't I'm not wearing that as a badge of honor. I just right. say that because I enjoy what I do and I enjoy all this DFS stuff. So if I got to deal with being tired on Friday at eight o'clock, then uh, th- that's the least of my problems. Because when we're done Absolutely. here, because we're having it, a good time, we're having fun. That's what yeah, we love to do, right? That's the whole I can thing. Get in a cozy, nice, warm bed if Beastie wants to join she will uh 
and, and yeah. we'll go from there. So yeah, I'm excited for this one. I looked through the show notes and there's a lot of good, uh, got a, got good juicy, uh, questions and actions, you know, I, like tra- trade you know, for under stuff. It's uh it's pretty good. I gave it a, a quick run through. I don't want to be too uh, robotic in my replies. Sometimes right I think on. I've told you this before. I read, Hey, we got a show. I don't even want to see the show. sheet. just give it to me as it fire happens away and fire away as it happens. It's more, uh, more fun for me at least. Love it. Yeah, hopefully we can get through this one nice and smoothly. Just for all the viewers and listeners, like the technical difficulties right now on my side of things are, you know, they're at like peak performance right now. Like I got the internet twitching. I've got my my lights feel like they're much brighter than normal. I don't know what it is. My camera keeps resetting to like the factory settings. So if you see Panasonic come up with Yes. Yeah. Here we are. There it is. If you see Panasonic running, I was ready to I was ready to run the show, run the sucker. I was going to start talking uh, about a few DFS guys I like, some underdog prize pick stuff. That's one thing you uh, about me that you know you can't say. Uh, Chris never goes into anything unprepared, so uh, I could carry a two hour broadcast by myself just based on on what I have around me. And then at a certain point, I would just start telling stories, uh, you know, fun stories of, of things I've done, some bad some good and go from there so if, if anybody's looking for a co-host uh it, let hold on let me rephrase that if if you have a, a spotty crappy kind of network or your camera stuff you're gonna want me to be your guest because i'll carry the sucker you know all the way through uh you're doing in, in great of bad <laughs> connections here so uh glad you're back you, you switched yeah i had a, i had a backup set up because I, I i've been trying this literally you know i was getting ready about an hour beforehand that's usually like my prep time and I, I couldn't get anything to work. You know, you got on here right, bef- uh, right before we got started. The internet was going out. Like, I, I'm really sorry for the, the sound quality. That's going to definitely be down a little bit. But, you know, at least, you know, my face isn't like a freaking jack-o'-lantern anymore. But let's get into it. Let's, let's, let's dive into the conversation here. We got a lot to go over. We got some start-sit questions you kind of already alluded to. We're going to go over some trades. We're going to do some over-under talk for some fantasy t- uh, point totals. So yeah, let's get into it. Uh, first up, start sit quarterback position. We're looking at uh, Trevor Lawrence or Aaron Rodgers this week. Trevor Lawrence taking on the Houston Texans. Aaron Rodgers flying across the pond, jolly old London, taking on the Giants. Who are you going to start? Who are you going to sit? Yeah, let me. Well, I want to talk this out briefly, if I may. I mean, I'm sure that's the like that's the idea behind the thing when we look at Trevor uh, in comparison to Aaron Rodgers. And as it stands mm-hmm. now, uh, I have Trevor Lawrence around, uh, you know, 33, 34 passing attempts. He'll complete maybe 20 of those, and his his, his passing total is going to be light. I have him around 230 uh, passing yards, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, two scores actually, two touchdown passes on the ground. You know, this kid can get it done there. Three, four scrambles. I don't think they're going to design anything for Trevor Lawrence on the ground unless it's, you know, the dire straits at the end of the game here. But another, you know, 20 to 25 yards on the ground. When we look at Aaron Rodgers, this guy is, uh, he's been a thorn in my side. He's been a thorn in the, the sides of all uh, NFC North kind of fan players for a long time. And when you look at him, it's an almost identical stat line, right? I have uh, Aaron Rodgers around 34 passing attempts. He'll complete two, two, two more uh, than Trevor Lawrence. So 22 and his uh, yardage total in the air is not much higher. I'm thinking like 240, 245 with two touchdown passes as well. And in addition, you know him, he's not a big runner here. Here's Tim 
to get said. And when you look at this one, uh, Green Bay is playing, you know, across the pond where Jacksonville, I believe they get to, they're, they're at home, if I'm not mistaken, if I could find them here in my notes, Jacksonville will, will be able to, the comfy confines of wherever they are. But to be fair, uh, I would take Trevor Lawrence here. And I know that might not be the, the most, uh, the most logical choice or the most popular choice here. It's not the but sexy pick. There, the t- two things I want to say here. Trevor Lawrence, we knew about this kid from, since he was like 14 or 15. This kid was destined to be the number one overall pick. This kid was destined to be an all-pro, you know, playoff-bound, Super Bowl-winning quarterback. And the first we two the years kind of – comps, all that, yeah. Yeah, the, the first two years kind of chugged along and, uh, I don't know, I don't know. And then finally, so far, so good. We've seen, again, only four games, but Trevor Lawrence, Maybe he's finally settled down. He's got some new coaching coaching staff guys around him. The players are, can you say the Jacksonville Jaguars have gotten better from a personnel standpoint? Absolutely. And it also helps that Houston comes to town as well. So I have Jacksonville to win this game 27, uh, maybe 28 to like 14. They're going to not, not beat the brakes off of Houston, but they're going to get it done. And when you look at Green Bay, the travel time, travel time is travel time. That's the, that is what right. it is. They, they've probably been there for a week already here but when I look at this one you know I'm going to take uh, Trevor Lawrence because right now Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers there we talked about working out the kinks they're they're working out their kinks and they're finding what works and was what doesn't work and right now that young kid Romeo Dobbs Dubs however you want to say his name he's starting to work out so once they start to to, to go and, and and click in that Green Bay is going to be off and running obviously but for this week and this week only give me Trevor Lawrence uh, at home against Houston I have Trevor Lawrence as well so fantasy pros has these guys like neck and neck uh in the in the rankings right Aaron Rodgers 11 Trevor Lawrence at 12 I actually have Rodgers at 11 as well but I have Trevor Lawrence at nine I love the matchup up against Houston they haven't had much of a challenge at the quarterback position till last week up against Justin Herbert Uh, they had only allowed um one passing touchdown per game prior to last week uh, when Herbert came to town he threw for over 300 passing yards like Lawrence to do the same here. I think 300 is, an, is a pretty nice threshold. You had mentioned the passing attempts are going to be there, definitely. And I like him to throw at least two passing touchdowns in that game if you, you know, want to take any over uh, props on the one and a half. Um, Rodgers going across the pond. I feel like this matchup is more going to be favored to Dylan and Aaron Jones. Um, the Giants have actually done pre- pretty decent pretty against good. quarterback position. Uh, tenth uh, fewest uh, fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks right now. And I just haven't loved what I've seen from Aaron Rodgers. You know, the the uh, miscommunication on routes between him and his receivers. Not everything's clicking there just yet. You had, you know, Christian Watson steal a rushing touchdown last week. It's just not an offense that I really want to buy into right now, other than maybe those running backs. Dylan's getting a lot of volume. Jones is still getting a lot of touches. So those feel like the safe plays for me with Green Bay. Going to be staying off of A-Rod here. Like I said, have him not too many uh, spots back from Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, I, th- I feel like there's still some risk there. You know, great yeah, player, not- just not the best matchup. When I look at this game, what stands out to me, and again, I, I look at everything from like a 10,000-foot view and in a 10,000-foot view from a DFS standpoint, and when I look at Green Bay's offensive positions in comparison to the Giants' DVP, uh, the, the place to attack the Giants are the running backs, because you said it, but it, it, were, it you know bears repeating here. Uh, mm-hmm. The New York Giants are ninth against opposing quarterbacks. They're second against defending opposing wide receivers. They're 
they're right. six against tight ends. And guess what they are against running backs? It's green. The, the, the Giants are 23rd overall in defending opposing running backs. And obviously, if some some poor schlubs like us can pluck information like this, then you best believe that the head coaching staff of each team will 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 see that here. But the, the Giants have been unbelievably good in their secondary with their mm-hmm. linebacking corps here. So when you get a collection of kids like Watson and Dubs, Lazard, he has that questionable tag tattooed on his butt cheek and Randall Cobb, father time here. I think the Giants are going to to run some schemes and some looks that are going to completely just, just Dubs or Dobbs and Watson are going to be, their heads are going to be spinning just right. based on the professional level talent that they've seen here mm-hmm. uh, in their fourth or fifth game of the year as a professional football player. So for that fact, I'm out on Aaron Jones. Give me Aaron Rodgers, excuse me, mm-hmm. and uh, give me uh, T-Law, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that's all I got it written right in my notes. T-Law, number 12. <clears throat> T-Law. 12 on Fantasy Pros, my number nine quarterback this week. All right, next up, we've got a running back starter sit questions. With, uh, running back starter sit question, excuse me. Ramondre Stevenson against Detroit or James Conner versus the Eagles. Which way are you going? Oh, right. I mean, right off the bat, I have I have major feelings about uh, about Ramondre Stevenson here, and I, as you can see, I'm I'm typing in stuff as well so I can compare it with my notes. Because again, you might find it shocking, but I can't remember everything. I love Ramondre Stevenson this week, and I'll tell you why. They're playing the Detroit Lions, who are 31st overall against opposing uh, running backs. In some cases, some games, some players, uh, DVP can get thrown out the window. And when I say that, Mm -hmm. I mean Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. You know, the DVP doesn't really matter to them. And right now, anybody playing the Lions, DVP doesn't matter because they are so down in the dump, so down and out on defense that I believe any team in the next mm-hmm. few weeks are just going to run through the Lions. But the one good spot here is I'm sure you've seen this graphic. The Lions have the number one overall scoring offense and they have that right. last 32nd worst defense. So it's like it's whoever's going to have whoever's going to have the ball last. And when we look at right. James Conner, uh, I've always been a James Conner guy. You know, Arizona comes over uh, Penn State and the Giants. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he goes to, to Arizona. Now, Philadelphia is in Arizona, Philadelphia. Philadelphia right now has been running rough shot through the NFL. Granted, only four games, but this team is is scoring points and there it the, okay. the, the the changes that of the the head coaching staff and the system. I don't know what happened, but everybody who jumped ship on Jalen Hurts, you probably feel like a big dummy now. But that connection uh, with with Hurts and uh, and what's his name, AJ Brown is legit. It's real. Miles Sanders fi- finally can he be talked about in that RB one RB. Uh, one tier finally after all this time but so I think that uh, still may have been his best game of the year last week but yeah so what I'm saying is I don't expect James Conner in Arizona to keep pace with Mm. Philadelphia for that long and we know that we know that whole game flow script that if you're playing from behind you're Mm -hmm. not going to have enough you know time for your your stud running back for rushing attempts yes can Conner catch passes sure would they feel comfortable with him in their blocking probably not given his you know the the, the health or lack thereof the last few years. So to me, mm-hmm. and again, might not be a popular opinion, but I'm going with Ramondre Stevenson. I think this kid in in unison with Damian Harris, uh, we're going to get a ton of work. I said that last week uh, when when uh, 
Patriots went to Green Bay and they gave Brian Hoyer the football. Bill Belichick, I knew, I don't even know Bill, but I just absolutely knew that it was going to be the Stevenson and Harris show. And it was 18 carries for Harris, 14 right. for Stevenson. To me, give me Stevenson 13, 14 carries, probably over 60 yards. He's so far 4.9 yards a carry here, and he'll find the end zone and two to three receptions for another 20 or 25 yards. And when I look at that, I won't even bother reading out Connor's what I have for him, but it's it, it it's the same, but it's not. It's the same kind of work, 13, 14 carries, couple receptions, but the mm. yardage, it just isn't there. And that touchdown equity just isn't there with Connor. So give me Ramon uh, all day. And I'm not thinking twice on that one. Yeah, this is another one where Fantasy Pros has them absolutely neck and neck. Stevenson at 20, Connor at 21. I have Stevenson about a tier ahead. I have him at 19, and I have Connor at 25. So a, per, a pretty fair uh, gap there, I'd say. And really all the points you, you had mentioned. Uh, the rushing uh, yardage hasn't been there for Connor. I think he's only gone over 50 rushing yards just once this season. The PPR upside, definitely more in favor of Stevenson in a plus matchup where he's going against the Lions. You had mentioned 32nd in uh, defense. But they're also second in most fantasy points allowed to the running back position. So running backs are feeding on them. It's, it's, it's been, a, been a trend so far. So I think Stevenson is, is well in play. Dame Harris, sh there should be no concern starting him either. I do prefer uh, Ramondre over him this week still. I still think that he's going to have the, the higher scoring week. Uh, I, I know that Dame has kind of out-touched him, um, and he's definitely been the ground attack. But I think in this one where you're looking to get points, you're going to have, you know, what's his name, Bailey Zappi, you know, playing quarterback. Probably a lot of opportunity to dunk off to the the running back, the tight ends. Not sure how much he's going to try and push the ball down the field. Hey, it's a good it's a good opportunity to to test the waters on that. Detroit secondary has been you know meh, been, been pretty bleak. They're, they're, they don't have one. <laughs> pretty much. All right, we're gonna hit a quick word from the sponsors. We are gonna catch up on a few of these. Um, so we'll be right back after uh, a few words from our. Um, our friendly sponsors. All right, thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. If you're looking to join WinBet, uh, the WinBet Biggest Winners Club, whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise uh, gets a $1,000 free bet. Uh, last week, someone turned in a $6 bet into $4,000. Plus, they got a $1,000 free bet on top of that. WinBet is truly for DGENs only. There's so much to choose from, choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. I'm not sure if you watch FUBU or football, but if you do, you need FUBO TV. FUBO TV gives you the complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Right now, you can try FUBO TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FUBOTV.com slash SGP. That's FUBOTV.com slash SGP. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Elias game plan, but it's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Whether you're a part of a fantasy tournament, placing bets, or just a huge sports fan and of, or a stats nerd, the Elias game plan has everything that you need. Take this NFL season to, to the next level and download the Elias game plan app today. Choose from th uh, three game plans that you can uh, subscribe from weekly, monthly, or annually. But 
Today, I can get you 25% off your first month, first month when you choose a monthly subscription. Just use promo code SGPN25. Find the Elias Game Plan Sports Betting app in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN25. All right, and we're back. We're talking start or sit questions. We're moving on to the wide receiver position. We're looking at Terry McLaurin versus Drake London. McLaurin been pretty disappointing so far to start the year. London been more impressive, but McLaurin's got the friendlier matchup. London has a tougher matchup. Which way are you going? Who are you starting? Who are you sitting? Well, that's a great question because, uh, you know, I didn't have time to, you know, kind of sit it out and write them down one on one. So it's more more genuine when I talk it out here. So the first thing I do when the, with a starter sit thing is, is look at the game, look at the matchups. A, as you said, uh, what, what, what actually, excuse me, you said, yeah, Washington, the commanders, uh, they get, if I can find it correctly on my, uh, they're playing at home against Tennessee, which is an okay kind of thing. And then Atlanta and Drake London, mm. uh, they're they're in Tampa Bay. So right off the bat, I, I want to go to Drake London for a moment, because when you look at Tampa Bay and what happened last time they played, it wasn't good. I think it was Sunday night football against uh, Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. And they were just they deflated, right? It didn't look like Tom Brady. It didn't look like uh, to the old Tampa Bay team, you know, the Super Bowl champion uh, team here. So in a way, you know, you, you got to go back and look through there's tons of graphics and tons of stuff made on, on Tom, you know, all that stuff, Tom Brady, uh, the game after a loss by 10 or 15 points when a quarterback was 20 or young, like all that nonsense here. But Tom Brady normally responds very well after a loss, but we have to, I, I hate to do it. I'm not that guy. I'm a, I'm a DFS and sports guy. I'm not a gossiper. I'm not a TMZ guy, but maybe in a way what's going on at home is, is dragging on him. He made it. Everybody seems to think they're making, in front of him, not my mm -hmm. business, but they seem to think that, well, he chose in his IG profile, it was uh, family and football, and now he got, it was fake, obviously, he got rid of the family part, and it's all about football. I will say, though, when you look at the Atlanta Falcons, this offense it, it is young, they're inexperienced, Ooh, but they are so much fun to watch, mm -hmm. and you know, when we went, went into the season, you know, in the spring and the summer, oh, Atlanta for sure are going to be a bottom three team, they're going to be the first overall selection, second, but right now now this Atlanta team is 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 playing fun. Are they going to win a ton of games? That to be fair, they're scoring points. Yeah, that the day, that's, is still that's out. what they're doing. They're scoring points, and so far so good. Drake London's had thirty two targets through, through the first four games. Eighteen receptions, about two hundred and thirty yards. I think mm -hmm. he's only scored twice, but hey, that's it, it is what it is. In comparison to Terry, uh, you just get a classic case of folks probably in the comments right now will go, "This not even a question. You guys are dull." your dummies you start your studs look at where terry mclaurin because it's still early enough in the season where you could talk about the draft where he said well, you know where'd you the mclaurin in the garage yeah where where'd you draft terry you probably drafted him in the third or fourth round and drake was like an eighth or tenth round pick and the the you know they talk about draft capital and that right now going into to to to, to game five week five excuse me i don't care about that stuff anymore. I want to see over. and see what these guys are see what these guys are doing. One thing I will say about the Commanders and, and Carson Wentz, you know, he, he's not he's not an awful quarterback, but he's not like this a lister kind of quarterback. And right now, though, uh, Washington and Carson Wentz supporting a, a trio of wide receivers: Terry, mm -hmm. Curtis Samuel. They're lining him up all over the place, and the young kid Johan Dotson. So he's supportive and supporting all three of these guys. Brass tacks here. When we look at Terry, I have him around. 
touchdown, seven targets, four receptions, about 65 yards. He's been averaging 17.9 yards or reception. That's very nice. When you look at Drake, I have him for nine to 10 targets, catching five to six passes, almost 80 to 87 yards here. So to me, yeah, I would go that. with Drake London. I In my lineup, I would go with Drake London. And in DFS uh, skills, uh, DFS circuits, however you want to say it, I would also choose Drake London just based on the price tag is still cheaper than mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin because everything Terry is doing now, all the questions that are being asked, this guy or Terry, it's all we go back to what he what he what he used to do what he what he hasn't hit that level yet but terry is terry he will be okay but right now at this moment in time headed into week five give me drake london please just from a volume standpoint Mm -hmm. no i'm i'm right there with you i have london this week at wide receiver 16 mclaurin at 25 and that's with a very favorable matchup so fantasy pros has it 21 26 in favor of london just a bit of a comparison there i have a much more separated about about nine spots, right? So I'm I have a lot of faith in London. You saw the injury to Cordell Patterson. I don't think that that means that they're going to overload these uh, other running backs with a lot of touches. I think they're actually going to pass more. I think it means better things for Kyle Pitts. It means better things for Drake London. And like you said, Len- London has just looked very very good with the volume that he's had. My concerns about Terry are are Carson Wentz actually because he's not looking his way whatsoever in the first quarter. He can't even get the guy off the ground until like late in the second quarter just before halftime, before the guy can get a catch. He's looking, he's looking Curtis Samuel's way. He, he's been very favor, much, very much uh, favorable to, uh, to Samuel over Terry early and often, and that's more, more so my concern. Beyond that, he's passing to the running backs a lot. He's passing to McKissick. He's passing to a Gibson a lot. Terry just feels like he's an afterthought because he doesn't want to make that mistake. He doesn't want to throw into that deep coverage. He doesn't want to turn the ball over. It's almost like he's already got that built into his game plan coming Scared into the game. Him. You know, you know. Yeah. So that that's why I'm just off Terry in this in this situation. Believe me, there's a plenty plenty of rosters this week where I'm starting Terry McLaurin because I have to. <laughs> okay. No doubt. I, and I, I just seen- want. I also want to mention here that so now with uh, Cordo Patterson going on IR, there mm-hmm. was a mad dash to get this Caleb Huntley kid. And or if it's in a, a, a shallower league, the Tyler Algier, he's a rookie right. uh, as well. So it's going to be watching Atlanta this year is going to be fun. And I wrote it in my notes because I, you know, a, as I'm going through this stuff, you have a general idea. But I want to play pay close attention to mm-hmm. this Atlanta game because when you mix in two young running backs who've seen little to no football action on a team that's coached very well on the offensive side of the ball and you have some options on the outside as well this Atlanta Falcons team could be fun in at at the expense of uh, of of Washington and really quick I will say this uh, Atlanta uh, they're 23rd overall against defending opposing wide receivers and when you look at Tennessee they're 29th overall so the matchup favors obviously Mm -hmm. Terry the 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 pedigree uh, favors Terry but right now in this place time this whole thing is about having fun and i want to see what drake london with this bevy of other young talent around him can do on sunday right and it's a great get right spot for mclaurin hopefully he does like i said i'm starting him in plenty of places so hopefully that's the case but if you're asking me between the two you know on your roster who you're benching and who you're starting yeah it's, it's drake all day uh question from the chat uh the chosen rose what are your thoughts about this trade i trade jacobs and zacherts for travis kelsey I already have Eckler, Chubb, Pierce, Penny. That's an easy one. I absolutely do it. Disagree? No, I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a pretty easy one. The, the, yeah. 
the bump I love a trade like that where get with Kelsey is is, is yeah. absolutely worth that. Uh, I love a trade like that where you give you give a guy or girl, uh, you know, Ertz and and Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs, and they think they're they're getting a steal. I got two players. I got especially off mm-hmm. of what Josh Jacobs did last week, and I'm getting another good tight end. Yeah, I'll get that. That's actually unbelievably cheap price tag to get. Uh, to acquire Travis Kelsey, and I forgot right. what. Else. Oh, he said he had uh, Eckler and mm-hmm. Chubb and, yeah, and Pierce and Penny. He's, so yeah. he's good. He's got plenty of plenty of depth on the on the roster there. No brainer. Chubb, Pierce, Penny, all have looked very healthy too. Like all like there's no like real injury concerns there. Yes. Like you're not really putting yourself on a limb at least right now. So I feel really good about it. Chubb's like been one of the best running backs in the league next to Saquon Barkley. So you got to feel good about having him and Eckler to get uh, together. Pierce has really shown that he's you know going to be capable of that you know RB one workload and. You know, Penny, there's some risky weeks, but good flex play, you know, yeah. matchup, good matchup-based play. Absolutely. All right, we're going to move over to the tight ends. We're looking at Ty Conklin versus Gerald Everett. Conklin's got the Miami Dolphins, and Everett has uh, the Cleveland – I was about to say the Cavaliers, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, boy. So Tyler Conklin and Gerald. Gerald, the big old Gerald Everett who's some, played on – Some relatively, like, kind of like hot tight ends, right? Some some hot names off the waiver wires and some more, you know, not not deep leagues, we'll say. Yeah, as it stands right now, and if I if I flip the page and bottom of the barrel, I know I have uh, both mentioned in there. Tyler Conklin, mm-hmm. uh, the Jets are playing Miami. Miami's twenty fifth overall against tight ends, and in in a, in a way, I, I'm just going to say this: I haven't seen anything, I haven't read anything, but mm-hmm. who know after that 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 Tua uh oh, you know God. concussion, he's not playing obviously, but that could have com- that could have or may have completely just let all the wind out of the sails of, of in that team of the, in the locker room around the place because we're mm-hmm. not just talking about oh he made a bad play at the end of the game and they lost no, that's, that's uh, like know, his, not, his well-being yeah his well-being and his brain and you know th- they showed the thing with his hand I mean it's all very scary so yeah. uh, you know what I don't know how the Miami Dolphins are going to come out a- a- and play this week and right now uh correct me if I'm wrong and kick me off the broadcast right now but to me the New York Jets are kind of on their way up right now they finally get Zach Wilson back he yeah. looked good he took some risks and got in the end zone with his legs and he did all that so from a game perspective I love the idea of of the Jets beating Miami in this one but when when we look at the question here, Tyler Conklin, Gerald Everett. Last week, Everett went, uh, I think he went super saiyan. He, didn't he score twice? He had like mm-hmm. a, something 100 yards. He had, I know he had 10 or 9 or 10 targets, which is unheard of from a tight end. But in that okay, Chargers now, offense, though, that depends on the offense, right? If it's the, mm-hmm. you know, Buffalo Bills, if it's the, you know, uh, not New England, Kansas City, those offenses you're going to want a piece of. And I long have been saying, what well, once Herbs gets it going and gets clicking, you're going to want every piece of this offense and and look look what's going on granted I don't that rib injury hurts it sucks I've had the same thing didn't get it playing football but I couldn't I could not even move but thankfully he's on the field he's going to be okay but of these two I have Everett around six targets four receptions just shy of 50 yards when look at Tyler Conklin, I have him five targets, four receptions, just shy of 40 yards here. So when you look at just just from a numbers perspective, it's Gerald Everett. From a Detroit Beastie perspective, I'm going to go with Tyler Conklin because how many times uh, can you remember a, a week where we were talking about Gerald Everett back to, had, had unbelievable back-to-back weeks? What he did last week was right. great, but now – 
true to form with kind of that mid-range, you know, tight end, he's just going to disappear again for the next few weeks. So give me Tyler Conklin, who has been uh, consistent, hasn't been like unbelievably good, but he's been consistent. And now with the Jets starting to roll and now with the Jets having Zach Wilson back, uh, give me Tyler Conklin, who is also unbelievably cheap in DFS formats this week as well. Yeah, so I'll be starting both of these guys in various leagues. Um, I've been very grateful to both of them. Everett has saved me in some uh, some leagues where I own Kittle. Conklin has saved me where I've owned, where I've owned Komet. So very grateful for both of these guys. I'm going with Everett here, and it's really just the, the, the quarterback comparison. When I'm looking at Zach Wilson versus uh, Justin Herbert, I'm looking at someone you know who, when, when he does throw 35-plus times, I trust the production I'm going to get from that volume. If Zach Wilson is throwing the ball 35-plus times, I'm not sure if I'm, you know, buying the numbers that are going to come along with those attempts, right? You know, if, if, if that's the information I get ahead of the game and I get to choose which side I go, I, w- I would always lean towards Herbert. And they pull Keenan Allen again. He's, he's already listed as out for this Sunday. That, those extra dominoes falling, I, I got to go with Everett here. You know, if you, we saw Mike Williams a couple of weeks ago, uh, only had one catch for one touchdown. If he gets into similar ter- territory like that up against like Denzel Ward, it could be another big week for Everett. So I'm going to go with, go with him. It's not the best matchup up against uh, the, the tight end position. The, the Browns have allowed the six fewest uh, fantasy points to the tight end position. But I feel like Everett is going to kind of continue to get that wide receiver type of usage, right? Like DeAndre Carter hasn't been filling in. I thought he might be, have you know some nice moments with, with Keenan Allen out. Hasn't really been the case. Palmer's had some nice moments. Jalen Guyton doesn't really have a pulse right now. So I really like Everett where he's kind of falling in line with the touches. I'll take him this week. I have him at Tyne at nine, and I have Conklin at 13. So pr- pretty fair gap. Uh, but I, I do still like both of them. I'll be starting both of them this week. No doubt. Yeah, um, Jalen, Jalen Guyton uh, had surgery the other day. He tore his ACL. He's out for this oh, well, season. There you go. So that just opens up uh, more space here. And we'll say Cleveland is top 10 uh, in defending opposing tight ends. They're actually eighth. But the, the, way, you, you, the way you tied that up here, I, I completely agree. All right, right on. All right, so we got a uh, flex pick here. We've got Tyler Algier, Brandon Ayuk, or Tyler Higby. You were talking about tight ends not getting those elite targets. Higby's you know, like eleven or fourteen or something last week. Yeah, in the in the first half, and even the Alan the, who, even the announcers were saying, "Oh, you know, this is a, a cup and and Tyler Higby kind of game." So let's run <laughs> let's run through each one. We'll look at well, Tyler Higby briefly. The Rams. Uh, right. They, I don't want to say the Rams look broken, but they're not the Rams that we saw last season. And it will it take them time to kind of get up to to game speed and all that. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. But again, like like I said with Gerald Everett, is if if Tyler Higby gets another like a 10 or double digit target week, then mm-hmm. I'll say, okay, I, I might need to change my stance on him. And I, I I'm not going to say he's going to disappear, but that week shows you everything you need to know as you go on into the next, next one and so on and so forth here. So as I'm looking uh, in my notes here, the Rams, uh, they're lining up with, uh, with Dallas. They're playing at home against Dallas. And right now Dallas's defense is, is on fire and Mika Parsons is going to make life a living hell for Stafford. But in a way that kind of happened last time out and that's why Stafford was firing the ball off right away so you know the Dallas defense being this good and pressuring Matt Stafford could be good news for more check down Charlie's 
stuff to Tyler Higby and Cooper Cup. And so when we look at that, Tyler Higby, I have him around seven targets, uh, five receptions for about 50 yards. When we look at Tyler Algier, now this was an exciting one. We we mentioned him briefly, you know, just moments ago when we we're talking Drake and, and, and Terry here. Tyler's going to get his 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 this is it. This is your time, kid. Listen to the Eminem song. Your moment is now. Mom spaghetti, all that stuff. When you look at him, uh, he opportunity knocks. Fifth round, a rookie pick, and we go from there. I have him double digit carries, eleven or twelve carries. So so good. He's averaged five point three yards a pop here. So you do the math. If he has ten carries, you're looking at fifty three yards here. But I have him in the fifty to sixty uh, yardage range and a touchdown and re- receptions. Not his his. You you know, the biggest biggest faux pas of his, but a reception or two, and we'll be lucky if we get 10 yards in the air from him when we look at, at Tyler Algier. So, so far, so good uh, with the two. I would run with Higby and just see see what it gets us because of, of what happened last week with the Rams. That mm-hmm. has me very interested. Yeah, I, I love Higby here, and it's, it's a lot simpler for me. Like, I have Algier at running back 34. I have Ayuk at wide receiver 38, and I have Higby at tight end 7. You know, go with the yeah process, the, yeah, the, just the, the, the best numbers. upside, right? And I'm actually starting Higby in my flex with other tight ends, right? So, like, I'm okay doing that when I have elite tight ends. Like, if I have a Kelsey, you know, I will start a, a David Njoku in my flex. If I have a Mark Andrews, I will start a Tyler Higby in my flex, right? If it's it, It's still got to be better than the other options, and... I mean, obviously, like, if that's your flex, like, I, there's some issues, right? Like, I have a league where I'm missing, uh, I think, a couple of days ago in my starting lineup, I had Mike Thomas, Keenan Allen, and DJ Shark. <laughs> Not anymore, I don't. <laughs> they gone, right? So, yeah, and, and in a league like that, I'm, I'm, I'm starting Higby at my flex with Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews at tight end. So, yeah, give me Higby here. Um, Dallas has allowed the 12th fewest uh, fantasy point totals to the tight end position. Doesn't scare me. Uh, Allen Robinson has not looked like he's on the same page with Matthew Stafford. Maybe Stafford's playing hurt. You know, there's been a lot of talk about that. I'm not sure. Um, but I haven't I haven't loved what I've seen. So I'm, I'm going to go with Higby. Uh, feels like the safest play for me here. Uh, another question from the chat. We've got Simon says, said traded Jefferson and Deontay for Mixon, Mike Williams, and Godwin. Half point PPR redraft thoughts. Uh, you know, I don't love getting rid of JJ, but what I, you know, what you got in return is pretty solid. You know, getting, you know, running back one, wide receiver two, potential wide receiver two, running back one, and Godwin, you got to see what you get out of his health. I, I don't hate it. I'm, I'm hoping it's, you know, maybe in a, in a deeper league, definitely 12 teams, I hope. Um, 14 that makes me nervous. This trade makes me nervous because, you know, I, I'm a Godwin fan. I'm a big Godwin guy, right? And he was mm-hmm. out, comes back, and then last time we saw him, uh, he was on the ground several times and needed mm-hmm. help to get up. And, I mean, right. that that could just be a, uh, you know, a, a conditioning thing. He's not up to game speed, right? He gets his, his foot stepped he yeah he gets his step foot on or his foot stepped on, but there was one play where it looked like his his shoulder was completely out of the socket, and he and like it, it scares me. Uh, it makes me nervous. Again, trading away Jefferson and Deontay, uh, that that'd be a hard pill to swallow because those two are just eat, eating and soaking up so many targets and touches on a daily basis. But when you look on the flip side of thing, Mixon, I've always loved Mixon in that offense. Well, they pick it up. Mike Williams is right now. Correct me if I'm wrong. The, po- the the boomer bust poster boy, even with Keenan Allen out, we're getting a game where he disappears or he'll mm-hmm. go off for 11 catches for 200 yards.
yards and in three touchdowns here. And then Godwin, we know what we get out of him when he's happy, when he's healthy, but Tom Brady doesn't look right. Godwin is, maybe he's even nervous and scared himself coming off of a, a major injury like that. So so the, the, the Godwin and the Mike Williams you think you're getting, that those aren't the guys you think you're getting as it stands right now. So to me, uh, it's Jefferson and Deontay uh, mm-hmm. side, and I'm not even thinking twice. So I, you made the trade. It is what it is, and that's right. just my opinion. I do think come the end of the year, if all of these guys play to their potential, like if they all play to just like their not even their floor or their ceiling, but just like their their average. Yeah, their I average. think I think that it's going to be pretty close to a wash. I mean, and when it's a wash, it's not absolutely ideal, right? Like you want to win a trade, you want to get the value back, but I think it's going to be pretty even. So if you were hurting in other positions and you really needed a running back, maybe maybe yeah. that's all right. But yeah, I mean, I would still probably lean uh, towards the Jefferson and Deontay side, but. Like I said, come the end of the year, it may be uh, more even than we think. No doubt. Right, we're going to get into a few more trade questions. We're not going to go through all of them. I think maybe we'll split because we did take some from the chat. First one up, I got to throw this one out there. It's it's very personal. It's one that I, I did myself. I traded Tyreek Hill. I okay. traded him for Brandon Cooks, DJ Moore, or James Robinson. Did I get enough back? This is a keeper league, and Tyreek Hill will be kept in the fifth round. It's like you know forever keeper in that round. I've kept him since he was a rookie. It's, you know, my team name now is Goodbye, My Old Friend. You know, I'm listening to James Blunt songs. Well, uh, you know, when you look at, at, at Tyree Kill, right, his when he was in Kansas City, a lot of his value was tied to, to the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Without Patrick Mahomes, uh, this guy is still faster than hell. He They call him the cheetah. He could still make things happen in the open field. And then he goes to to Miami and looked like he hadn't missed a step. Th- those little slant routes, boom, gone to the house. But now Tua, uh, who knows when we see Tua next? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, people say he's going to go through the concussion protocol, what happened the first time around. To be fair, to be frank, I am not a doctor. I don't claim to be one, and I haven't read anything about uh, you know a concussion, like getting a concussion while still it could be fatal, right? That like that's legit. So I think in a, in an odd way, uh, there were some people that were fired uh, in Miami, like the team doctor and some other people were fired. I think for the sake of this organization, they're going to really baby Tua now. So I could see a case where Tua doesn't make a start for three, four, but you know, do they keep him out for an extended? period of time because right. the moment he's back in they're back in the headlines he's you know you, you it, it'll be damned if you do damned if you don't with the Miami Dolphins brass and the head coach mm-hmm. so to me now we look at a case where uh you're going to have a backup quarterback in Miami getting the ball to Hill right when you look at that it doesn't matter right I, I they could put me on the field and as long as I can get the ball to Hill in any way possible he does all the work for me right mm-hmm. you, you throw a, a one yard out pass and it goes for 99 yards. He did the work. He did that. So trading Hill is not a bad move. And your return, I love the return because you're speaking my language. I'm a big DJM guy. I'm a big uh, J-Rob guy. And right now, James Robinson has looked fantastic. People were like, well, I was wrong on him. People have gone uh, through so many different ranges of emotion with James Robinson since day one, since he was picked up off off waivers in week one, uh, undrafted, and boom, the season he put together uh, 
as a rookie. When we look at DJ Moore, though, in Carolina, Baker Mayfield is is awful. He's not good. He's sailing the ball. They're short. They're floppy, right? So DJ Moore has always been uh, Mr. Set It and Forget It. You know you're going to get 1,400 yards out of him at the end of the season. His only faux pas was touchdowns. I I think four. Mm -hmm. He scored no more than four touchdowns in a single season. Don't care, right? I thought thought it was six, but it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Either way, six. Okay, yeah. Whatever, then I yeah. was way off, and I look foolish. But that was his. That was his whole thing. But DJ Moore is an elite receiver in my book, and people are saying, "No, he's not. We got to drop mm-hmm. him down." And that's not not because of DJ Moore. It's based on the guy that's trying to get him the football in Baker Mayfield. So right. when you look at that one, DJ Moore is DJ Moore. Brandon Cooks, he is the poster boy for uh, efficiency. He does mm-hmm. same thing a thousand yards every year. You know what you're going to get out of him. So you tra- you flipped him and you get three guys, three very useful guys. And, and in some cases, J-Rob can win you a week on his own. In some cases, DJ Moore could win you a week on its own. Same thing could be said for Cooks. He's done that several times, especially in DFS formats, 170 yards with a trio of touchdowns. And if you didn't have Cooks in your lineups, you might as well have went to bed. So I think you did good. You can always second guess this kind of stuff. You could have, should have, would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, you could have got a little more, could have did a little better. But at what you received back, I'm cool with that. Yeah, it's an IDP league. So the first offer was um, was it was Dame Harris, Nick Morrow, DJ, and Cooks for Hill, and I and I thought that was a lot. I was like, damn, like, but I don't need Nick Morrow. I'm good. I just you know let's just upgrade this running back position. You know, so it flipped flipped Dame for for J Rob, and I didn't really think it was going to go through. I I, I thought it was just going to kind of get shut down there and. To me, it was enough. You know, I, I'm the guy that has, you know, Tyreek Hill and then like fluff receivers, Jerry, Judy, um, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, MVS, very underwhelming. Um, who's my other one? Uh, I started Josh Reynolds. Whew, thank goodness. You know, that, that pulled me through a week. Um, I can actually just pull it up here really quick. But I, I upgraded my, you know, my, my wide receiver position and my flex because I already had Aaron Jones. I already had Jeff Wilson and Elijah. Elijah's, you know, obviously on the IR. And then Bateman was in my flex and now he's hurt, right? So feeling really good about it this week. We'll see how it goes going forward. The Tyreek Hill side of things, yeah, it's a huge sell opportunity right now. You're losing your, your A1 quarterback. You're going to Teddy Bridgewater, who, while he can have his moments, he's going to have his inefficiencies as well. And I just don't think that you're going to see the same level of production from Tyreek Hill from weeks one through four onwards without Tua Tagovailoa. I don't think that they're going to go out and necessarily buy a quarterback by any means, um, but I just don't trust him as much with you know Teddy Bridgewater. So that, that was just an easy one for me. It is a keeper league, so I'm giving up some 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 long-term value, not too much. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, let's do a, a two-parter here. How about uh, Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas for Derrick Henry? AK and MT for Derrick Henry, AKA King Henry. I'm going to go Henry uh, all day in this one. Alvin Kamara. I don't know what, I don't know what the heck is going on with, uh, with Alvin and MT. I mean, he looked good in in, in week one. And then I think he's now hurt again. Mm -hmm. And and I hate being on a broadcast where I, where I talk and it like this, where I'm like, I think he was hurt because I, I try to be more professional and have everything in front of me and give folks, you know, the absolute best 
best content, but I can't keep up with with all the injuries that are going around. And in some cases, it's tough to keep up with with guys' production and all that mm-hmm. as we we're go through the week here. But to me, anytime you can land King Henry, that's that's the thing. And and what I would like to say is finally, you know, Derrick Henry is he's like a a a diesel truck, right? It takes a cut, you know, right? And now starting last week, he is off and running, and he's not looking back. So give me a Derrick Henry all day in this one against you know Michael Thomas, Willie Woney. Is he going to be in the lineup? And then who they got? Uh, who's their quarterback now? Winston is done for now. It's uh, what's his name? R- Red Rifle Dalton. I mean, so there's all a bunch of issues in New Orleans there, and, and, and the guys uh, can't stay stay healthy, stay, can't stay on the field, and they're not even getting the workload that that that's expected of them. So give me Derrick Henry to just carry the rock 20 times a game and just pound dudes into the ground. So all day on D Henry. Yeah, that was that was an easy one for me. The person that um, that must have owned D Henry in that trade just must have a bunch of really good running backs because that seems very risky. Mike yeah. Thomas, who hasn't done much of anything, literally, yeah. like he, since week one, he had two touchdowns on limited snaps. Hasn't really done much since. Alvin Kamara can't stay healthy either. He's just as likely or unlikely to be in the lineup. Really wish they took those four games away from him to start the season. Like, come on now, come on now. Yeah, could nope. be weighing on his mind. I, I mean, I don't know. And the the big rub was, uh, you know, this time last week, it, like Sunday morning, like right before one p.m. lock, people were, you know, I, I over, I, I didn't, uh, I had Elvin in my lineup, but he was out last second. And then you had the other group of people going, well, quit being a a, a B and and wake up and set. You know, it was all it was all strange just mm-hmm. because a, a fantasy football, a real life football player wasn't active here. So some odd reason. AK and MT uh, just aren't it right now, and I know it. Derrick Henry is about to take flight. Yeah, couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't agree more. Who should I trade to get Kamara? I got T. Higgins, Jefferson, Lamb, Waddle. I need an RB. My RBs are Gibson, Swift, and Dobbins. Who should I trade to get Kamara? Um, well, right. Well, I really don't know if you want to get Kamara. I don't. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If if you want to get Kamara, uh, it's I wouldn't give up any of those players listed for him. You know, T. Higgins is. Get if 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 someone would do a Gibby for AK for one trade up straight up, then I would do that all day. Yeah. But the guy who but the guy who has Kamara, I don't know guy or girl what their mindset is. But you know Jefferson, Lamb, and Waddle, three stud wide receivers. I am they, they those three would be the core of my team for the next ten years. And in no way would I ever jeopardize that for the idea of getting Kamara here. And right now mm-hmm. you got Swift and Dobbins. We know that Swift and Dobbins. Uh, injuries have have followed them so far right Dobbins uh working his way back and again he looked good last week and I think that you know Baltimore is going to start letting him go they're just going to open up the floodgates here on Dobbins very soon and to be fair I'm in Detroit all the talk on Swift is he's okay he's fine but they're they're thinking they might just let him rest and and chill until after their bye week in week six here so you're going to be out Swift another couple weeks here but if you can get a guy Gibson for Kamara straight up, you know, have at it. If you got like another wide receiver three or, or something you want to throw, like if you got Michael Gallup, you want to throw in him, Michael Gallup and Gibson for Alvin Kamara or Nico Collins, Josh Palmer, some other oh, you know yeah. low, lower ranked, you know, wide receivers or, or even the New England Patriots boys, Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, and you can sell them on the fact that they're playing the Lions this week. So there's a lot of different ways to go here. Gibson is about the only one uh, of the, the, 
guys listed that I would ever even think about cutting right. those for. Yeah, no, I feel the exact same way. Uh, Kamara just isn't a buy piece for me right now. And if you are going to get him in a trade, you can't give up substantial stock. So, yeah, I would be definitely wanting to hold on to. Honestly, I'd, I want to hold on to Gibson too, but he's the one that I would feel safe letting go with Robinson coming back. He's looking good apparently. And those receivers, there's no way any of those guys are, you know, th- you're losing the trade giving up any of them for Kamara, period. Flat out. All right, we're going to hit a quick word from the sponsors. We'll be right back after this, and we'll be going over our uh, last segment, uh, Fantasy Point Totals on Underdog. All right, No House Advantage is changing the, changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play in pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's just, just not how you play, but also where you play. You don't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get your first deposit match up to $24. I also want to tell you listeners about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've ever tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country directly to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from all across the U.S. every single month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. Trade is the easiest way to get your best tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. You've got nothing to lose because Trade Coffee offers a guarantee that you'll love the first bag. If not, you know they'll work with you to replace it for free. So if you want to support small business and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever ha- uh, made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's drink, drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. And Chris, I'm not sure if you've heard of Odds Trader, but it's a place where you can compare odds from all major sports books. You can compare the different signup codes and promotions uh, from sports books to get the best deals. They also provide player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and game day projected weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a vet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activities. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, it's the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, and we're back rolling in here. Uh, we're going to be going over some fantasy point totals on underdog. Quarterback category, we're looking at Justin Herbert, 19.95 fantasy points. I believe he's hit this out of two uh, of his four games so far. Going up against Cleveland, they had a pretty high-scoring game last year. I, I like this over here. I think he's going to bring it home. What do you think? Yeah, over big time. When I look at the Chargers in Cleveland, I have the Chargers winning this one 28-24. So the over mm-hmm. will smash at 48. And when I look at Herbert, uh, 26 completions, just shy of 300 yards, a pair of touchdown passes, and you're looking at another two or three points on the ground with, with rushing yardage. So give me, what is it, what was it, 19-something? Yeah, I have him around 22-23 uh, total points. So over the 19 and a half all day right on same same here all right Najee Harris 11 and a quarter going up against the Buffalo Bills has hit it two out of four games so far Bills have allowed the 15th fewest fantasy points to the running back position I'm holding I'm going under here what do you think yeah, you know, right now Najee's been uh he's been a weird weird dude to talk about. Like people are I I can see, I don't know if you can see it. I mean, I don't know if anyone can see it, but I can, you know, when we're on social media all the time, the tide is starting to turn on Najee Harris, you know, and people are like uh nobody's ready to say damn it. 
damn it, I was wrong on Najee Harris. He is not a bell bell cow back. He's not a no, stone it can happen. Stud. He's not. It can either. happen. I'm aware, but now Kenny Pickett is their quarterback, and so you got to you have to lean on Najee Harris. You know, 15 plus carries a game. Could he handle that? Absolutely. But for some odd reason, he's averaging th- only 3.5 yards a carry. He's got 58 carries, only 200 yards, three and a half yards a carry is dreadful, and he's only scored one time on the ground, one time in the air, and you're going against the Buffalo Bills defense that's just just waiting, waiting to put a hit on you. So I'm going to go under here and I'm telling you at, at a certain, let's mark this moment in time. Uh, we'll go back to this moment in time in week eight or nine when people are jumping ship on Najee and we see, you know, the fighting and, oh, you were victory lapping him. And now you see, you know, it's going to be, if Najee Harris busts or breaks this year, it's going to be a weird, weird time on social media. We can uh, we can recap it on Monday when we hit when we hit these picks because we're it looks like we're all feeling this, the same uh, yeah same sides here. All right, next one up we got Debo Samuel going to Carolina. This total is really high, sixteen point nine five. I feel like that's an overreaction to last week. He's Correct. only hit this in one out of four games. I'm taking the under here. Even Carolina, they've allowed the sixteenth most fantasy points to wide receivers. I'm still taking the under here. I actually like the the Carolina Panthers at home in this one. Yeah, I'm gonna I got I'm gonna have some stones on this one. When I look at you know San Francisco's playing Carolina, San Francisco's defense to me is is been unbelievably outstanding. I mm-hmm. think Frisco hangs 24, 27 points in that one. But when we look at, and they win the game, but when we look at Debo, seven targets, five receptions, about 70 yards, another uh, four or five carries for 25 or 30 yards. And if he finds the end zone, obviously it's all gravy. Yeah. I have him right now around 16 and a half. And you said this Ooh. one's about 16.9. Uh, that That's like the, a difference of a yard or two. So right. I'm going to take the over on this one. Sure. Because Frisco right now has some mojo going, mojo rolling, and they're in Carolina, and Baker stinks, and I I think San Francisco wins this one. Maybe a defensive touchdown, but Debo will get his, and I'm going to go over. But it's going to be we're going to we're going to sweat that one out by the skin of our teeth with the Debo over. Fair enough. I'm I'm still staying to the under, so at least we don't agree on all things. Yeah. Uh, Last last one up here, and we're going to head out. We got Dallas Goddard, nine point six five, too low. Too low for me. I'm, I'm taking the, I'm smashing the over here. Arizona's allowed the second most fantasy points to the tight end position through four games. That easy home run for me. Yeah, what'd you say? 9.65. I have him around six targets, four or five receptions, about 50 yards. So just uh, in PPR formats, that, that's 10 right there. You get the receptions, the yardage, that's 10 right there. And, and, and we're rolling. Yeah, give me the over. And more than likely, when you look at when you look at him, Philadelphia is at Arizona. Uh, I have Philly, what I say, putting up 31, 34 points. If he finds the end zone, you're going to double that nine point whatever total here. So yeah, give me the over. Easiest one of the night. Yeah, absolutely. Take those picks over to Underdog, smash them, make some money. We love it. Uh, you got anything to, uh, to share before we head out, Chris? Let everybody know where they can find you, what you're working on. Plug away. Yeah, yeah, you could find me on Twitter at Detroit Beastie. I'm a DFS guy. That's what I pride myself on. Single game videos. Uh, right after this broadcast, I'm joining the Sons of Dynasty to talk week five uh, DFS. We're going to dig in with a fine tooth comb. Bottom of the barrel, normally out Tuesday. Well, where is it? Because it's Thursday, Friday night. Uh, that'll be out in the morning. Like I said, I've been, been, been getting my responsibilities done, but been dragging ass in other areas. So look for bottom of the barrel. Very late. Not like me, but hey, such is life. And uh, 
uh, thanks for having me. This is uh, it's a blast. You comments and you go over under stuff. That's that's really what I love to do. So thanks awesome. for having me, my friend. Oh yeah, absolutely. We got to have you back soon for uh, for fantasy hockey as well. Uh, me and Nick just got off the ground with our uh, second fantasy hockey episode of this year. So we'll definitely have you back for that. Some more football. Always love having you on. Always love love cutting it up with you. Uh, take care. Be well, everybody. Be sure to go to uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Smash the fantasy tab. We got everything that you need. Weekly rankings, IDP, DFS, start sits, fob. We got everything for you. So come check us out. Take care. Be well. Be good. And if you can't be good, be good, baby. We'll see you at it. Cool.